going to begin the first sugya. It's important that you have the opportunity to continue to finish the mimer in Yanshal Torah that we were learning, how the Rebbe applies the Yisod of the mimer to to the Maida Ani, Shad Remes, Jewish and Sod, and how Chassidus infuses Yechida life into each level of our understanding of that of that tefillah um, that we say in the morning of Maida Ani Lefanach. But I feel that with the Nuzman, I want to begin to work on the on the first sugya that we're going to be learning. So there are no sfarim for now. Today will be very much the kitzer. The first sugya as I'm going to explain is the basis is the basis of all of Torah Sachsidas. I guess we can call it Ainod Mulvado. So that's the first sugya Ainod Mulvado. There is nothing but God. We're going to be learning from different Makaris inside. Today will be the Teresak Dhamma. One of the great, the greatest Chabad Mashpi in the world is Rabbi Yol Khan. And many years ago he wrote a Maimon sort of a, a mavo, an introduction to Chassidus. And in that Maimur, Rabbi Yoel explains how there's such a tremendous difference between, between a great Talmud Chacham and a, and a simple Jew in terms of learning, it comes out very, very clearly. When a simple Jew learns the Marshal when a Jew learns and this person who learns as it was for many, many years, whether in one area of the world it was or it was Chai Adam, when a person learns the Halachas, he reads in some sefer, the, an English sefer nowadays, to know what the halachas are. But he doesn't, he doesn't know the shirish of the halachas. He doesn't know where they come from. He didn't learn any of the sugyas really in shas. He might have heard them zip by him at a dafyomi or something, but he didn't learn the, the Gemara and Rashi and Taisus, the Rif and the Rosh. He didn't, learn, he didn't really learn the Rambam and the Kesef Mishnah and the Tur and the Beis Yosef, all the way to get how did the, the, the Kitsch come to this din, this halacha? He didn't learn any of that. He doesn't know the shurish, the shurish of the halachas, the root of where they come from and how these halachas develop from the Gemara, from, from Chumash, through the Gemara and the Rishonim and so on. So for that person, every single halacha is mamish an oil Every halacha is like a separate world. It's exciting. Every halacha, when he opens up a kitzur each halacha that he meets, 
It's a separate, it's a, it's a new world. It's beautiful, it's a new world. He reads this halacha in Hilchus, Hadlakis Neir Shabbos. He reads another halacha in, in the laws of the candles of Shabbos. He reads something about Kiddush, and, and he, he's informed about something he didn't know, or even if he's reviewing something that he did once see. But the point that Rabbi Yol makes is that every single halacha is a self-standing, independent world unto itself. He doesn't see. He's not a lamdan. And he doesn't understand, let's say, with lighting the Shabbos candles, the dynamics of Hadlakas Neiris. He didn't learn the Gemara. He doesn't know that there is a principle, an underlying principle, a unifying principle, a svar, from which all of these halachalach, you know, all of these details flow. He doesn't know that. He just learns this halacha, sif aleph. I'm done. That's what God told me to do. Okay. Then he learns if base. This is what God told me to do. And he's and he's done. And he and he does it. But there's no kav. There's no line. There's no theme that connects one thing to the other. Anybody who's ever struggled with math in school knows. The huge difference between a good math student and a poor math student, which really is like a non-mathematical person. That a good math student understands a certain principle. He, un- he gets the principle. doesn't mean he's smarter. That's, his, that's the way his brain works. He understands this yesod. And especially when it comes to something like geometry, right? He understands that there's a certain yesod. And then every single homework assignment or every single thing on the test He's able to answer because he has a grasp of the Yisodas, of the of the principle. Mashiach Cain, the one who's a not who's not a mathematical type of a person, doesn't have that kind of a brain. Every single homework question is a um, separate. You feel its separateness. It, it, it oppresses this person. Every question on the test is on the other name like. Hit or miss. Either I either I did something like this in homework. I'll even write down the, the same number, even though that's not what the numbers are. They don't add up in this particular, but it looks similar. So, especially the teacher asks you to show all the work. So he just he just shows the work that he prepared. You know, even if it doesn't come out for this question, something maybe I'll get some credit. But every single question on the test is an Olympus It's a separate world. <clears throat> every homework assignment it causes anxiety because he doesn't get it. So he tries to remember and copy. I don't mean copy from other people. Copy his own. Uh, there's plenty of copying from people, but to copy his own <coughs> because he doesn't understand, he doesn't see that there's a kav, <coughs> there's a thread. <coughs> there's a mahalach. And if you understand the mahalach, then mimela, you could answer any question that they give you on the test. It doesn't have to be something that you davka saw. That particular, that particular triangle, or that particular uh, square, whatever it is, there's mahalach. The Amkin, 
Again, the Havel in Torah, the Amkin, the Lamdin in Torah. He will look at, <coughs> he will look at, let's say, the laws of lighting Shabbos candles. And he'll see, he'll look at the same, he'll open up the Kitchen and the Mishnah Burr, and he'll see Allah, Bez, Gimel, Dal, Hevav, Zaches, Tesyun, he'll see all of the Seifim. And all of these are dinim that emerge from the Yisod, from the Shorish, from the root of what is the Halacha, what's the Inyan in Halacha of Hadlakis Neshabs. What's the Inyan of Hadlakis Neshabs? What does that mean? What's the Shabbos candle? He knows Sugis, he knows from all of the Shas and the Rishonim. So even though there could be hundreds of halachas in Hilchus Shabbos, in Hadlakis Neir Shabbos, hundreds of halachas, he could figure them out. And they all come from a svar achas, from one svar. What is the Shabbos camp? Like what is the Indian of lighting Shabbos camp? Comes out from all, all comes out from one svar. So Rabbi Yol explains that it's clear and it's obvious that the whole Indian of his chalkus, of separation, ribui, a lot, to have a lot of details, that whole Indian of details and separation is the result of a superficial understanding of the Indian, of a more superficial immature understanding of the Indian. That's why you have to memorize every single detail. If you understand the Indian, you can answer them as they come along. You'll deal with it. But when you don't really grasp the Indian, so then every detail is a is a challenge. Every detail. When you enter into the pnimius of something, into the inner, inner world of something, in that place of pnimius, Abiel says, Ain his chalkus. There's no pieces. There are no crumbs. In the pnimius, in the core, there are no crumbs. In that place of pnimius, everything is one. It's one Indian. This is what we were learning last Shavuos night when we were learning about the Raga Chavon and Mitzvah this Shavuos night we're going to be learning about the Avni Nezer. With the Raga Chavon, you might remember those who were here and we saw the Raga Chavon says Kola Nekuda Achas. That's the trademark of, of the Raga Chavon. And of the Avni Nezer. And of Rebbe even though they came from different places and stuff. But the 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 Yisod of those great minds was Kol is Nakuda Achas. When the Vilnagon said that really, really all of the Torah is in the first base of Bereshis, first he says in the first Pasuk of the Torah. You, could, you can know all of Yiddishkeit from the first Pasuk. All, all of Torah is in the first Pasuk. And he, then, the, then the guy said, and that's really for like beginners. The truth is, it's in the base of Bereshis. And if you really understand, it's in the little dot inside the base. That's what the Vilnagon said. If you really get it, it's in the dot inside the base, the invisible dot. Of 
course, in the Torah, the Sefer Torah, there's no dot, but the Dogesh, that little dot inside the base, if you really get it, the Goyen said, everything is in, in that dot, inside the whole Yiddishkeit. Now, for everybody else, it's gradual, Kim Shemaimah, so trying to, and again, you're scrambling to figure out what does this word mean, what does this mean, what does this mean, what does this tell me about God, what does it tell me about the universe, about the world, about my life, and so on. And the Villagon said, that's, uh, that's like for children, you know. The dot inside the base, that, that's the whole Yiddish. So when the Rogat Shavar, when the Rogat Shavar, Rab Chaim, Brisker, the Avni Nezer, these Sadiqim, because they're very much connected, as I've spoken about so many times over the years, very much we're getting back closer to the unifying principle as we get closer to the Mashiach. As we get closer to the Mashiach, that's the Indian of Torah as well, and all that we were learning in Rav Kook and Arisat That Nekud Achas, what's the lumdus of the Rokhachan, of Yavinezer, of Rabhaim? The lumdus is. to reveal the unifying principle. That means that there will be halachas in Kachim with Korbanis. There'll be a halacha in the laws of in the laws of uh, Shabbos candles. There'll be another halacha in Paraduma. Halacha in 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 Hilchas Gitten. Well and the Ragachava with three words will say that there's one Yesod and with this one yesod, with this one concept, you can understand the halacha in Paraduma, the Kabanis, in Gitten, in Shabbos. With the one, with the one concept, it's it's one unifying principle. And when you understand that, then you understand all of the details of these halachas. Even though it's it's mamish, these these inyanim are are. are very, very far away from each other. It's mimerchak tovi lachim. Like Deisha's house, she brings food for the family from far away. The smaller the lambdan, the more local they are on the page, explaining the sugya. But by the Raghat by the Nezer, Rabchaim, other great tzaddikim like this, every single place they looked at in Torah, just on the surface, there were different halachas. But underneath it, everything is Torah Achas. Torah Achas. Some years ago I mentioned to you there's a, there's a remarkable sefer that's called Midos Lechaker HaHalacha, which I've, which I've been myself been learning for like the last 20 years, the, the sefer. The Midos Lechaker HaHalacha from, from the huge London Rabbi Vigdor Amiel, who was the Rabbi of Tel Aviv at the end of his life, it was one of the Heimbrich's biggest Talmidim. He's not as well known because the yeshiva world pushed him aside. He was a very big Zionist. And they weren't fond of some of his ideas. Even though they, everybody steals from his tire, they weren't particularly fond of his political ideas. It's a huge lump in it, Rabbi Vigdor Amiel. So his seifem, Hamidus Lecheka Halacha, divides all of Teresh into 13 different svaras. 13, into a number of svaras, and Rav Amiel goes on in each chapter, it's three volumes, in each chapter to show with that svara how you could understand hundreds of different in Yonim and Torah, in different halachas, different areas of Torah, with that, 
with that line of reasoning, with that kav, with that svara. Svara and lambdas. And so on. Mitchell one day we'll get to learning that together, the Midas Allah. The bottom line is Hakol Torah Achas. One Torah. Nakuda Achas. One Nakuda. Now all of that, which is so far all we've been talking about is Nigla. Nigla, the revealed Torah. That's what we've been talking about, Nigla. Halacha, Gemara, in Nigla. Halachas kamavakam, how much infinitely more so? In Pimi This is really what the Lubavitcher's Mimer is about. Just bringing it now down very, very much to Rachel Bitchaktana. Allah has come with a comment when it comes to Pnimiya Satara. What the Rebbe was getting at in the Maimah in Yonish Al-Tara Sachsidis and, and the way we're going to begin working on this sugya of Ein Ormuvado, there is only God, is that the Mahapecha, the revolution of Chasidis, means. that there is one Nakuda, one point, which is the Shairish, upon which everything in Hasidus stands, where everything comes from. That means any Hasidus Shavart, any Hasidus Shavart that you'll hear, ever hear. The Marshal, there's a one-liner from the Rebbe of Zushia in this part. That the Naran Malach said, I heard from my holy brother that it says, Val Yova Bechal Eisel HaKaydash. Right? It says about the beginning of the parasha that the Kohen cannot come every, uh, cannot uh, in a state of Tumah, uh, the whatever. Al Yova, you can't, the Kohen can't just walk in anytime he wants. Al Yova Bechal Eisel HaKaydash. That's what went wrong with Nadav and Avir, right? You can't just walk in whenever you want into the Kaddish. Al Yova Bechal Eisel HaKaydash. And whatever those halachas mean. So the, the Rebbe Elmas says that he heard, I heard from my holy brother that means that a Jew should know that there's no ace, there's no time for coming into God. You shouldn't think there's a Bechal ace. A Jew never ever leaves God. There's no Indian of finding a time when I could meet him. That's what he says. Now the Pasuk says, Al Yavu Bechal don't think that you can go in whenever you want. And the Rebbe Abzushi says, nah. Don't think that when it comes to having a relationship with God, that there are etim, that there are times. Don't, don't live a life of bechal ace. Like there's an ace, there's a time on Monday, Thursday. That's not how a Jew should live. Now, you know, when a misnagid sees this, this sentence from the Rebbe Zushi, Imam makes him physically ill. <laughs> and and the better Miss Nagdim will say, I, we know that we heard he was a very holy person, but you know, that's not that's not what the Pasik means. <laughs> now 
the person who says that doesn't understand the Nekudah Pnimus of Hasidus. That sentence of the Rebbe Zusha, there's no ace. There's no such thing as a time. Don't, don't come in that way of thinking, whenever I have the time, then I'll go to God. There's no such thing. A Jew always should be by God. Every single, that word, on the deepest level, that word can only be understood when you know clearly what is the Nakuda of Hasidus. What is the Nakuda Hapnimus? What is the unifying principle? The unifying principle of Hasidus, which we, that's what we're going to be talking about, that's the first segment. What is that? Every single word, any story, any story that you'll hear. So the Rebbe Abzushia, uh, him and the Rebbe Malach are wandering, they come to a rich place, a rich guy's house, and there's a bird in a cage, and, and the and the Rebbe Abzushia, they're waiting there, and the Rebbe Abzushia lets the bird out of the cage, and the guy, the, the owner comes in, he doesn't know who these people are, and he comes in, he starts beating up the Rebbe Abzushia, how dare you let the bird out, and the Rebbe Abzushia, Rebbe Malach says, Rebbe Abzushia walks away, bleeding, and, and, and limping from this house again, he's holding him up, and the whole way the Rebbe Zushi is, is singing, "Verachma v'kolmas, Verachma v'kolmas." Hashem's compassion is on all that exists. It doesn't have much of a plot. It doesn't have much of a theme. Again, so somebody would say he's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. And then the the Lamdan will say, "As a ganav, as a ganav." He opened up the bird. It's not his birdcage. This is here, Kashis. He opened up the birdcage. And, and each person with his own misunderstanding. <coughs> the tea that my mother forced on me didn't taste like that. <laughs> That's why I haven't had it in so many years. No. And she put stuff in it. I don't know what it was, but she put stuff in it. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So every single vart, every single vart, every single story. Now, if you don't really know what the Nakuda is, if you don't get it, then each one is a delightful separate little vart. And each one is a nice, a different story. If you understand what Hasidus is, Be'adza, you'll understand the principle that takes that that little one-liner from the Rebbe Zusha, and then you'll take an uh, eight-pager from the Balatanya, eight pages in the Kutay Torah, heavy-duty Chabad Hasidus, heavy, heavy. Take another piece of Lukutay Maran, one of Rabbi Nachman's wild wild buildings. For the person who doesn't get it, so it looks like the, there's a world that's called the Rebbe Abzusha. There's a world that's called the Alter Rebbe. And there's another world that's called Rebbe Nachman. And uh, each, each one is a different world. Same thing when it comes to Minhagen. 
There are many, many Hasidic Minhagim. You can get a Sefer that will tell you the Minhagim of Chabad. And there's a Sefer that's Minhagim of, uh, of, of Rajin. And there's a Sefer that's Minhagim of, of Bells and of Ger and so on. Well, there isn't. I don't know if there's a Ger. <laughs> and there's, there's, there should be. And there's, uh, and, you know, you have from the different, from the different, from the Divichayim, from the Minchas Olazer, the Swam, different Minhagim. And then the bottom, the good people that are writing to explain the, why why the Mechisalazah did this, and why did the Vichayim did that, and why the Satmar did this, and why the Shemad Sadiq did that, and so on, all different Minhagim. Every single Minhag, every Chesidisha Minhag, every Chesidisha Minhag, even when it comes to the specific food, the types of food, the Moshe over the years I've mentioned, that the Baal began to eat fire for lunch hours. I don't know if there's any English word for fireful, but he began to, they, they began to eat fire for lunch hours. Yeah, you all know what fireful is. So he began to eat fire for lunch hours. And the Chassidim said that the, the, the Baal was Megala, that the Indian of the fireful is to know that whatever happened during the week, it's all fafalim. Don't think about it. It's, it's finished. Profound. Whatever happened, happens again. So again, a person from the outside looks at this and laughs and says, "Well, this is ridiculous. I have to have a, I have to have some fireful because it is profound." Also, you're supposed to take an accounting. This is the opposite. Well, what do you mean? Seemingly, we're supposed to take a cheshbon and nefesh for the week and what you did. So it's oh, that it's almost like a contradiction. Right. Okay. Okay, so for many people that would seem to be a contradiction. The other people would say that, that you spend the entire Shabbos thinking about mulling over what happened this past week. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know that coming to Shul at the end. That's weird. So, even a minig, even a minig like that, to make a lechaim after the fish, right? To make a lechaim after the fish. Whatever minig, Whatever minute, from whatever school of chassidus, every single vart, every tire, every minhag is a bitui. What does it mean, a bitui? An expression of the unifying principle of ein od Vada. Every single one, every vart, every minute is an expression. And not only that, The true milchama against Hasidus, the war that was waged against Hasidus, is really a war against the unifying principle, against the Nakuda Plimis of Hasidus. Now, when when you're dealing with Misnagdim, nowadays it was not, not only nowadays, it's only like Misnagdim, Hasidim, it's not Hasidim, it's Misnagdim, but whatever. But when you're dealing with misnagdim that are not anash and pnimim, that are not people of depth, who don't really understand what chesidus is, so they will have many, many times. They'll have many times. Again, when it's more of a shallow, superficial understanding, there are always going to be what? Many, many details, right? Many times. 
So there'll be a taina. Why do you have to wear a gartel on top of you? Who, who says like that, that you have to wear like that? And there'll be a taina about how come you're davening, why you're davening at, at 11 o'clock, and what are you doing at davening so late? Stands, the Masnagin stands with his watch and with his calendar. And what are you? What are you doing? And it's against this and it's against that. And how could you change this word in the davening? Uh, what's this nusach of davening? And, and why are you sitting by a table for so many hours on a Friday night by some rebbe's table watching him eat when you should be, when you should be learning or sleeping or something? And you're sitting here watching a Jew eat. And there's no shortage of tainus. There are a lot of tainus. <coughs> so the the shallow, superficial misnagid has many, 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 many tainus. Just like if you don't really understand math, every homework assignment, every thing on the test, each question as well, it's a separate thing. When you don't understand Hasidus, so each Indian in Hasidus is a challenge, is different, is separate. And for a misnagid, each one causes grief and aggravation. And for each one, he tries to come and to say, no, this is not how we do, it's not what the Ramah says, this is not our Messiah, all of the tightness of the show and the safer that that's not what the, that's not how uh, the, the Minhag was uh, back in Germany in, you know, in 1480 and so, so forth, whatever. It's against the it's against the Beferish against the Shach and so on. The Misnagdim, these Misnagdim are troubled by all of the Pirurim, all of the different crumbs. Every single Vart is is is, is another mistake that the Chassidim are making. It's another misinterpretation of the text that they're not understanding that the Chassidim don't know how to learn the Pshat and so on. That's right. So each one, that's why each one is a, is, is 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 a challenge, and each one is is difficult, is a problem. You don't know the formula of how they came up with it. Right. But the true misnagdim, the chashuv misnagdim, the real real misnagdim, who understood. I'm using the past tense. I don't know about what it is now. But the real misnagdim, the old misnagdim, who understood, Rabbi Yosef's grandfather, the Lashem, he was a misnagid. But a misnagid, a holy misnagid, who was very deep and understood what Chesidus really is. The big misnagdim. understood how terrifying Chassidus was, how revolutionary Chassidus is. The Mahapecha, the, the change, the innovation that the Balshamtav was making and the Talmud Balshamtav, the fierce Hisnagdas of those great people, of those great Misnagdim, the fierce, sometimes even violent Hisnagdas, of the early Misnagdim, like 
was a hisnagdus against, not against all the that that was brought up by the troublemakers like the the nudniks. They were arguing against how the chassidim used a different knife for shechting and how they make the bris milah later in the day and so on. Those were the nudniks that were fighting against all of those minhagim and and some of the tyrants that were burning this thing or they were doing. Does that? That was not the Vilna going. You understand? The Vilna going wasn't running around trying to bring a riot that you that you that you can't have fireful. You, you understand? The the the, the Vilna going didn't have a problem with the fireful. The Vilna going had a problem with something much deeper. The problem that he had was what is the what is the nakuda achas? What's the unifying principle? What's the inner inner light? The inner core. Which the Vilnagon saw as being a danger to all of Yiddishkeit, as being a danger, a threat to the future of the Jewish people. Nobody in his right mind would say that Farfel is a threat to the existence of Amiso, or even a Gartel, or even or even uh, Mikvah on Shabbos morning, a hot Mikvah on Shabbos morning. Okay, disagreements in halacha. But nobody would see it as a threat to the continued existence of the Jewish people. The guys that like to sit in the hot mikvah for a minute or two. You're not, you shouldn't stay. You should just go in and out. You shouldn't stick around. But, but the Goyim was talking about something else. The Goyim wasn't talking about one of the things that emerged from Chassidus. That's, that's uh, the Indian of the mikvah a hot mikvah Shabbos, that's like a, a, a fruit on a branch of Hasidus. The Gra, the Goyen, was talking about the underlying unifying principle, the Nakuda Ahas, the Torah Ahas, from which all of these fruits come. When a person understands the depth of Chesidus, the deeper that Nakudah is. And Mimela, he understands the Machloikas, which we'll talk about. The, the Machloikas against Chesidus. He'll know that there's a very big difference between a Chesidish Rebbe, a Chesidish Tzadik, and a non Chesidic Rav Arashashir. And all that goes into what that means to be a rabbi, I'm talking about a real rabbi, a real tzadik, thank you. <clears throat> the one who understands the nakuda achas of Chesidus will know how to make a distinction between a rabbi and a rabbi. Even though they're both fine Jews. And they both keep Shabbos. They both daven three times a day. And they both make brachas. And everything else. Everything else is what. It's not because the rabbi wears a coat that has blue flowers and and he wears a, a spadik that's you know six feet tall or something and he and, uh, and he sits by the Shabbos table with the with the uh, with the gives shiraim and so on that's not what the that's not the distinction the color of the coat and the eating habits those are also things that came out from Chassidus, things that emerged, that grew from the Nakuda, from the Shairish. That's all things, branches and flowers. But the 
Nakuda Pnimis, the inner core, the unifying principle that separates between a Rebbe and a Shashiva is very, very, very deep and very profound. It all comes down to two psukim in Tanakh. The two psukim in Tanakh. And the difference between how to interpret these psukim. That's the Machalikas. That's the difference between Chasidis and Ismagdis. It's not even the full Pasuk. The first of the three words that I've been saying until now, and what we're going to cause the call, what we're calling this Sogi, which is Ein Od Movado, there is nothing besides God in Dvarim. Ein Od Movado. And then all the way to Nechemia, and the words that we say in Davening, Va'ata Mechayes Kulam. And you, God, you give life to all that exists. Now, if you stop any if you stop any Jew, any religious Jew, whether he's a Khsidish guy or he considers himself to be not a Khsidish guy, and you ask him, my friend, do you have any problem? Do you have any problem with these with this Basak? It says Ainod Mavada. There's nothing but God. Does this Basak bother you? Does it cause you any grief? Say no. What do you mean? How, how could the Pazuk upset me? It's a beautiful Pazuk. And you say, well, you know what? What about Vata Machayas Kula? Well, I don't have any problem with that. God gives life to everything. Everybody's we're okay with that. We can make a song to that too. All right. Well, what about what it says in the Tikkun Zohar, which is from Chazal? Lais Osar Ponuiminei. There is no place that is empty of God. So, so, a typical religious Jew will say, sounds okay, I don't see any theological problem with there's no place without God, and Eino Mavado, Atamachai Eskulam. And you ask the you ask this person, you believe that do you believe that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is found in everything in creation, in every leaf, in every flower, in every in every river, in every drop of the, of of water in the ocean? Do you do you believe that? And the typical person would say, of of course I believe that, I believe that, I have no problem with that. You believe that the that the that elokus that godliness is a mispashet that it spreads forth and it fills all that exists including the world of the angels, and all the way down to an amoeba and a molecule. Again, the typical Orthodox Jew would say that he has, that he has no problem with that. In Hasidus, the entire toichen, content, and meaning of Avodos Hashem, of serving God, of the life of a Jew, the whole purpose of Yiddishkeit, of his life, of history, 
is that a person should be able to live in a reality that's called Einod Mulvado. Va'atam Echaya is Kulam. It's the whole Tachlis. Einod Mulvado, Va'atam Echaya is Kulam. Leis osa ponimine. There is no place without God. So we ask now, could the Vilna Gain himself have a problem with such words? Could his illustrious disciple, the Nefesh Chaim, have a problem? Chaim Velozhin have a problem with the words? Ainod Mulvado? Wasn't, was, wasn't the Vilna Gain himself, as we know, even greater, as though we can't understand that, even greater in the in hidden Torah than the revealed Torah? And the Vilna Gain from the time that he was a little boy knew the words, Lais also ponomine, there is no place without God. So could any any Orthodox Jew have take have a problem to take issue with with these with, with these psukim, with these words? Let's try a different nusach of this question. I just want to be t- be able to get an understanding of what we're going to be dealing with, what we're talking about. A little bit of a hergish, a different nusach, a little bit of a different nusach. Let's try this. Philosophers have been grappling with this for a long time. Do I exist? Do I exist? Do I exist? What does that mean when a person says, I feel happy? I feel sad. If there's nothing but God, if ain't od novado, and lace us upon me, if there's only God, then what exactly am I saying when I use the word I? Ki'ilu, God has his panasa, whatever he does for a living, and I have my panasa, and I have my life. Akadekach, that the word I, as you know, is the most popular word in the vocabulary, and is used many, many more times than any other word. It's a good thing it's short and spelled, like it's the only word that Every every idiot can spell his I. Now this this fellow who was introduced a little bit to these psukim, he some Balchuva that never saw these psukim. He comes to the he's having some issues with his wife and he goes to the therapist. He's having some problems, he goes to the marriage therapist. And uh, and and he's talking to the two of them, the guy and his wife. And and uh, he says, you know, your wife is complaining about uh, this and this and that. And the guy says, I don't know why she has such a big problem because that's him. I don't exist. <laughs> I heard in the I heard I went to a, I went to a fabrangin, and I heard some lubavitcher shvia. Looked like a very fine person. And I heard him say that we don't exist. So I don't know what my wife's getting all worked up about. What's she taking me so seriously? I don't exist. The therapist looks at this guy. And he says, what, what does that mean? It means that you have low self-esteem? He says, no, I don't exist at all. You don't have an ego at all? That's very unhealthy for a person not to have an ego. That was the first thing we learned in psychology, oh, 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 one. That a person has to have some ego. He has to have himself. He has to have himself. He has to have a, a, 
self-awareness of self, right? It's the first thing. That's the olive base. He goes, no, I heard, I'm telling you, I went to this Yutes Kislev Shabrangan, and I heard this rabbi say that we don't exist. Or he said, that you, he said I heard him say that there's only God. Everything is God. There's only God. If there's only God, then what's my wife upset about? If she has problems, talk to, talk to God. That's not me. Because there is no me. The therapist is listening to this. He says, yeah, there's a Michigan there. You're out of your mind. It's very, very unhealthy not to have a sense of self. It's very, very strange not to have, for a person not to have any ego. It's very dangerous to have low self-esteem. And all the problems of the generation are because of that. And this guy just fills up a little glazola with mashka, which he also learned at the Fabrenga, and he smiles, and he makes a l'chaim to the therapist and to his wife. <laughs> and he says, life is great. Ain't od novado. There's only God. Leis What's all this talk about me and her and you? That sounds silly, but it's not. If I, if that Ani, is, is really just a Metzius of Elokus, it's a Metzius of Elokus of the infinite. And I take the words, Leis Osor Ponumine. There is nothing. Only God. If I take those words to heart, I take them seriously. Don't those words seem to be telling me that I have to surrender my ego and my existence and myself? And that there is no Yeshus, something we see all the time in the Swarm. There's no, no Yeshus and no, no Ani. So to the two, now the two most popular words, I want. There's I and there's also want. Ani wrote said, I want. What does that mean to say, I want? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? I want. And then you begin to think, then I'm going to daven. What do you mean? You're, you're, everything is God. What do you mean? Who are you talking? What are you, what are you doing? You are yourself, Elokos. What does it mean? Ani, I. In order to answer these questions, to know how to answer these questions, and that's not the most important thing, the important thing is to live with the answer. We have to get a clear understanding of the sugya, which is not an outgrowth of Chassidus, but which is Chassidus itself. Which the Rabbi was talking about, Yechida. But to understand that now more in our, in our language, in our way of thinking. to understand the shirish of the Mahapecha, of the revolution, to understand the fear of the Vilnagan, who was Tzadik Yisadol, to understand the fear of the great Misnagdim, to understand every Chesidosh that you'll ever see, every Vart that you'll ever hear, every story, every custom, Every type of food that the Chassidim have over the years incorporated into the into the Minhagim of Shabbos and Yontif and so on. We have to go back 
to the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I'm not talking about the 18th century. I'm talking about the Bereshis Barlokim, it's the We have to go back to the beginning. The Bereshis Barlokim, it's the Avi, what is it? person who like is learning and he feels he feels connected to let's say one, a way it's that one of the rabbis I guess describes this nakuda. So to that person all the other explanations of that nakuda meaning seem like meaning repetitive and also also are not necessarily appealing to that person. So in a way of like looking at Torah in the big picture of things, you'd say like you're neglecting a certain part of Torah. Um, so like, like what's the eight stuff for that person? He, on the one hand, he feels like like maybe he's like neglecting Torah, but he fe- on the other hand, he feels like those other ways of like learning that Nakuda aren't like appealing to him. So. It means that his neshama is connected to that. Shvil, that that path that leads to this that goes back to the same that goes back to the same Sharish. And he doesn't have to he doesn't have to worry about his missing some information or his being uh, that from that group they'll call him an ignoramus that he doesn't know. He doesn't have to worry about that at all. He can be totally comfortable and confident in the in the in the Shvil that his heart that his that he's drawn to, that that's the Sharish of his Nisham, which we're gonna talk a lot about how that works. To feel totally comfortable with who he is. It's one of the, that's one of the great chidush. That's that's one of the outgrowths of the chidush of Chassidus as well. All of the different schools of Chassidus. All of the rivers return to the sea. Again, if we're talking about something that's not in Chassidus, that's still Torah, that's still Yiddishkeit. I'm going to try to see how to look at all of that. But in Chassidus itself, all of the rivers run to the sea. They all come from one place, and they all return to that place. And if that particular, if that particular river appeals to you, it comes from the great ocean from before, and it's returning to the great ocean. And as long as you're attached to great tzaddikim that taught that, it's fine. You don't have to worry about anything else in the world. Nothing else to worry about. But we have to understand that more. Now, when I say that it goes back to Bereshis, to the beginning, it goes back to the Musa. We're not going to begin with this today, but I'll just mention it, and then we'll continue mission next week. It goes back, of course, to the way that the universe, the way that all worlds were created, which is by way of Tzimtzum. It goes back to Tzimtzum. All of you have heard that word. There's, there's a tremendous amount of confusion regarding the meaning of Tzimtzum and how the Rabbani Shalom, how the Rabbani Shalom created the world. The Arizal was the one who revealed in its entirety this Torah that was revealed to him, which we believe prophetically through Elionavi. It was revealed to him. Those before the Arizal such as the, the great Mukubalim, such as the Ramak, it seems 
did not know of the sod, this sod of the tzimtzum. There are those who say that they did know of it, but they were not permitted to discuss it or to reveal it, which is very possible, because there are definitely, there are definitely Ramazan in the Zohar Kodesh and the Ramak and so on. Of, there are definitely hints of the of tzimtzum, but to spell it out clearly, that begins with Arizo. <clears throat> in order to understand what Chassidus is, in order to get the Nakuda Hapnimis, the Shorish, the inner root, the core, that unifying principle, we have to understand how the Chassidim understood Simpson, how they understood the creation of the universe. Now, they didn't come up with this, as I said. There are many, many hints of it before the Rizal, and the Rizal was the one who brought it out. How to understand every vart, every minig, every nusach, every knech, every little thing in chesidus, is by going back to the beginning. And going back to the beginning means... What is what? What do those words mean? Ain od milvado. There is only God. There is nothing but God. Then what happened at creation? If there is nothing but God, then what is creation? What is creation can only be understood when we learn what is tzimtzum on our level. And what is the difference between how chasidim understand tzimtzum and how the non chasidim understand tzimtzum? And once we understand that, then every single Torah and every single Minig and every single story will be seen not as just little details, but as magnificent flowers, fruits that are growing from that Shorosh. Every Vart, every story comes from that Shorosh. Every little gesture of the tzaddik, every movement comes from that church of creation, of the meaning of those words, ein od movado. So, Mitzvah will continue with that. We'll continue with that next week. Have you been to Shabbos Bort about the um, white light and a prison? Have you heard that one? Where is, 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 is that in the Shabbos Bort? Hashem is the white light.